DJ Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side War between good and evil, watching our fists collide Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride Flags waving all around, pages full of pride This is where we make a stand, no more give or take They want to use violence on Americans We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace Enough with tyranny We come to take our country back For all citizens White, red, brown, or black Return it to a form of glory Fix the bloody crack On the crown Fetch it down It's going down She warned me that this day would come I'm like my father, go to combat with the blazing guns I survived that, then I came back, took the place I'm from To face off all these haters and the battle in the place I love You can't break me down, I'm indivisible You still see my raps if I was invisible That pepper spray tastes like chicken As you see current events Twitter files revealing that the FBI paid Twitter $3.5 million to censor American citizens without a warrant, curbing their free speech, destroying the First Amendment, simply because they did not agree with the current narrative. And it's backed up by the fact that many aspects of our government are touting against what they call misinformation or disinformation. When all actuality, speech is protected. I have the right to tell a fictional story. I have a right to tell the truth. I have a right to tell the truth as I understand it, even if it's wrong. Because it is up to us, individuals sovereign to their own actions, citizens of the United States, to come up with our own decisions, to have enough discernment, to do our own research, to figure out what truth truly is. I do not condone spreading falsehood, but it's out there. And quite frankly, it's a billion-dollar industry for the propaganda media. They push lies and narratives that have been proven false time and time again, but nobody says anything about that. No authority figure says we should shut down the talking heads on TV for spreading falsehoods. They only come after you and me and anybody else that disagrees with their narrative, even though their narrative has been proven to be mis- and disinformation. Because it's propaganda. Propaganda is shoved down our throats on a daily, daily basis. Between the shows we watch, the movies we see, sporting events and news, we are fed lies, given half-truths, shown only certain bits of a story. There are moral quandaries placed into our entertainment to slowly and incrementally make us believe a certain way. I've said it before and I'll say it again. They call it TV programming for a reason. They are programming you and how to think. It's like Plato's allegory of the cave. Too many people are watching the shadows on the wall and believing it to be real. 
It's not until you can break away the chains, say that you're going to think for yourself, think freely. That is true freedom, where you can stand on your own and say, I have seen the facts. I know the truth. I have witnessed what actually happened. So when Brandon stands up that he never says that, go find the video proof of him actually saying it. Go find the government transcripts on the floor of Congress of him actually saying it. And yes, I'm referencing his history in the Senate. There are numerous things that many people have been called conspiracy theorists or crazy, called outright liars and things that they have put out have supposedly been debunked. But in all actuality, they're true and they've been shown to be true. The only difference between a conspiracy theory and reality is about 12 months. Things that people have been saying last year are being shown to be true this year. Quite a bit. I think you should follow it, find your local quote-unquote conspiracy theorist and tell him thank you. But instead of asking him how come he knew or she knew ahead of time, you should really ask yourself, why didn't you? What wool has been pulled over your eyes? There's a lot of false information put out there to try to deceive and confuse and misdirect. There's a lot of truth coming out. That is a great benefit to our society, that we can air our mistakes openly and publicly. One things that can make American government or politicians or bureaucrats quote unquote great again is if they start owning up to their actions, start speaking the truth, even if it makes them look bad. They're more worried about keeping their donors than keeping their soul. Today, we are going to speak to a lady that has been screaming from the rooftops from the very beginning, helping out January 6th families and defendants. She even worked on Jeremy Brown's campaign. For those that don't know, Jeremy Brown is a veteran who honorably served for our country that was at the Capitol for January 6th. Subsequently, he was arrested, and while in prison, he ran for office. That is a beautiful thing, because even though he was locked behind bars, he came pretty close to winning. Innocent until proven guilty, by the way. But you're going to hear a bit of that story as well. But today we speak with Helena Gibson, a true fighter out here trying to make a difference. She wears her heart on her sleeve, and every ounce of her soul is dedicated to bringing out the truth of what happened on January 6th. So enjoy our conversation and listen closely. You might learn something. All right, family, Pine on here. Just want to give a huge welcome and a patriotic salute to a true sh- mover and shaker in our movement by the name of, name of Helena Gibson. She has been fighting the good fight for almost two years since January 6th of 2021 and has done everything she possibly can to stand up for those that are being persecuted, prosecuted, and discriminated against simply because they love their country. How you doing there, Helena? Hello, Pi. It is so nice to be with you this evening. I am doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Well, we Thank are- you for having me. We are certainly honored to have you here. Let us know, what is it that you have been up to and how have you gotten involved into the Patriot movement for January 6th? Well, it really began because I was living in Washington, D.C. 
I was raised in Arlington, which is literally right over the bridge. My mama still lives in the same house I grew up in. And I started um, my activism work really hardcore. Uh, 2018, really full throttle 2019. And, you know, I went to every, you know, event, whether it was at the White House or the Supreme Court, Capitol, Lafayette Park. And I was super blessed because um, there were so many people that would come into town for events. And I was able to meet a lot of people. And I went to the two Stop the Steal rallies, November, December, and then January, you know, 6th, the event at the Capitol. Uh, I haven't told a lot of people my story. Um, so just my personal friends kind of know, but that day it was surreal for me because there were at least a million people. And, and I can gauge that crowd and say that with a lot of confidence because the biggest rally that really, uh, was prior to that in DC was the March for life 2020 when there was about 750,000 people that came into town and that was an amazing event, but I was up at the Capitol. I got up there very early and uh, had some friends that came into town, obviously, Ohio, Tennessee. The three percenters, um, you know, and I got up to the Capitol about eight o'clock. And, you know, anytime we were in DC, phones were always jammed. So you couldn't get a text message, phone call, nothing. So we just all had a meeting spot that day, that morning. And, um, I was up there early, it was freezing cold that day, super uh, Jeremy Harrell was out there, so I got on his live feed, and I don't know how he was able to go live, but I certainly wasn't, but, um, so I was on there for about 45 minutes, and I didn't know anything, I never went down to the Ellipse to see Trump speak, because I'd seen him so many times prior to, so I'm like, I'm just gonna hang out up here, because everybody's gonna head up to the Capitol anyway. And around one o'clock, my phone rang and I couldn't make a phone call or get a text message. I'm like, oh my God. And it's my girlfriend, Janae, and she was calling me from Missouri. And she was yelling at me before I like I answered the phone. She's like screaming, get to the other side of the Capitol right now. They're shooting people. So I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you just need to get to the other side. Cause she saw me, I guess on Jeremy's live feed. And so I literally did, I went running down the hill. Um, I had to jump over barricades. I got, you know, blocked by police and I got to the other side. And as soon as I went down Constitution and hit that corner, I got hit in the face with a big plume of tear gas. And I was covering my face and I walked into the crowd and all I saw was a sea of patriots. And I could still see them walking up and I'm trying to like get the, my eyes were tearing and people were kneeling down and they were singing and they were praying. And I got up about where the flag was, the big flag was draped over the scaffolding. And that was about as far as I got. And I think that there was a lot of people out there that day that were just in shock. I mean, kept getting hit by the tear gas and then the flashbang grenades and you could see people were getting shot with rubber bullets and I stayed 
stupidly for three hours and I was with a girlfriend of mine and about 20 minutes in she looks at me and she goes we've got to go and I looked I said go go where I said I'm not going anywhere I'm standing right here I'm standing up for President Trump I'm standing up for our country I don't care what they do to me but I can tell you what I'm not doing is I'm not leaving so I found somebody to escort her back to Union Station so she could get to a safe place because she didn't feel safe. And that was fine. I didn't blame her for that. I just knew that I couldn't leave. And, you know, after that just big ordeal and, you know, people were crying and it was insane. But so I walked back down to Trump Hotel where Rob Cordes was out there with the Unity Bridge and there were a bunch of patriots who had gathered there probably around five o'clock. I, I must I, I was out there all the entire day. But fast forward a couple of days later, Biden gets sworn in or whatever, it, you know, whatever they televised. Um, and then they, I, I'm finding out they're, they're starting to arrest my friends, you know, like Joe Biggs got arrested. Ethan Nordine got picked up and I'm like what the hell is going on and then just more and more people started getting arrested and I went ghost for about a month and a half I left DC with two suitcases two suitcases I walked I, 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 I got a ride to lower Virginia and I camped out there for a hot minute and then I ended up uh, in Missouri with Janae for about a month and a half before I moved to Florida. And I, as soon as I got here to Florida, the city was still locked down. The mask mandates in DC were still in place. I mean, uh, I couldn't find a job because I refused to wear a mask. So I figured, let me just get to a place where at least I can, you know, figure out how I can start my life all over again and see how I can help my friends. As soon as I got to Florida, I really did. I hit the ground running. Um, I wasn't here six weeks and I put on my first political prisoner rally down in North Fort Myers. Um, and then I just started networking with people. I got connected with the prisoner's discussion record. Um, I started getting involved. I started just meeting more people. And then I ended up moving to Tampa, Tampa Bay area. About five months later, after I got into Florida, and that's when I really uh, met a ton of patriots who were running for city council, uh, were running for chair P- P- uh, for PCREC, which is the Republican Executive Club. And then I met this great lady named Kathy Chamberlain, who uh, I actually met her at the, the anniversary rally last year for Jan 6 where I met Jeremy Brown who was uh, in jail he was locked up and he was calling into the rally and I'm like what is happening what is going on here because I didn't really know like I didn't know Jeremy's story yet I had just you know kind of gotten here and I was trying to you know meet new people so going out to events and what have you so we had the anniversary of the January 6th rally last year where Jeremy Brown who is the Oath Keeper who came out against uh, the government as a whistleblower. And that was the reason that Jeremy got actually arrested. Um, And they, you know, got him for all sorts of things. I mean, he's got Tampa charges. 
and he just went through his trial um and he was found guilty on four of the 10 charges yeah we've seen that he was charged with supposedly having um unregistered explosives and a cd that had classified material on it even though no dna or, or fingerprints of his were found on the grenades or the uh, CD <clears throat> that had that sensitive material, um, but yet he was found guilty for uh, six out of the ten. The four for the CD were dropped, from what I understand. Yes, um, that, that's right. That's right. Yeah, obviously framed because he yeah. spoke out against the establishment. If Jeremy would have never got on um, Infowars with Brandon Gray and never started doing podcasts and going on Newsmax and OANN, uh, Jeremy would never have been charged for this, even though he was at the Capitol and he was hired to do security um, for CJ Pearson's mom. Uh, he would have never been charged for any of this. It was only because he came out as a whistleblower. I mean, they approached him in December before um, Jan 6 last year and tried to get him to uh, infiltrate the Oath Keepers, which he had just joined the Oath Keepers maybe a month and a half prior to that. He wasn't even a member for that long, but that was the only reason because when they approached Jeremy and, you know, he put up his big middle finger uh, and then he started going and doing the circuits and talking about it is the reason that they locked him up. Last year, when we had the, the the Jan 6 rally, Jeremy announced that he was going to be running um, for State House in District 62. And he okay. announced at that time that uh, he wanted Kathy Chamberlain, who I was just getting acquainted with, to be his campaign manager. And real I was just quick. blown away. Uh, real quick, I'd like to take a step back. So what you're saying is that the FBI asked him to be an informant against the Oath Keepers and he said no. Correct. And that's, that is why they went after him because he became, he went out and became public about it. Correct? That's, that's absolutely correct. Okay. That's exactly just, what happened. Just wanted to bring some clarification to that. But, uh, and you said he met with Kathy? Uh, Kathy Chamberlain had, um, she wrote the Rules for Deplorables, a book. Um, and she's an author, she's a journalist, and she was also, she is still the ambassador for Defend Florida. Defend Florida went in and cleaned up all the voter rolls um, and did a lot of hard work to get that done the last two years, um, you know, prior to the 2022 election. She's, a, she's an incredible lady. So meeting her, and then when Jeremy announced last year that he was going to run for state house, I was just blown away and I was dying to get on the campaign. So we had probably 300, but 50 very dedicated people who did canvassing, uh, phone banking, we did events, fundraisers, and I was just really just super blessed to be part of that. But that's really, uh, kind of in addition to because while I was working Jeremy's campaign I was still helping between the prisoners discussion record and running my chat I have a private chat and I and I'd like to open it up and that's something I'll consider but I have a chat and it's deep uh, J6 national fundraising campaign 
where I have a lot of friends in there, activists, J6 family members, and we um, just share information, support one another. We've built this kind of just little community. And you know how Telegram works. We've got a lot of chats going on. And I have a lot of people in there that are very engaged. So it keeps my toes and they keep me busy because there's always somebody that's reaching out for help. And really now for me, that's what this is all about, this movement, because there's so many J6ers that are in need of so many different things. And so uh, if, if you're a J6er, um, reach out to us and we can get you involved in her chat on Telegram. Um, that's a place to be that is a place to be to get information that you may need and to be surrounded by like-minded patriots that can help you through your struggles you do not have to be in this alone uh, i just wanted to put that out there because there's a, still a lot of folks that have been charged arrested or dealing with the persecution of january 6th that have not joined our quote-unquote family um so yes. if, if you're out there uh please hit us up. You can go to my website, email me at info at sinkforfreedom.us and I can help get you in the right direction or reach out on uh, Telegram to the several other groups and uh, we can we can definitely point you in the right direction. Uh, but sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Just wanted to put no, that out no, there. No, no, you're please. fine. I appreciate you doing that. And I don't use a pseudonym on any of my media, so it's just Helena Gibson. And you can just put at Helena Gibson in the space bar, and I'm pretty sure I'll pop up. Or reach out to Pi, or Mel Holly, or Tim Rivers, or Marie from Patriot Mail Project, because we're all just one big community, and we're all here to help. Uh, that is the why I got in this, because I have so many friends who are locked up, or they're out on ankle monitors and the reason uh, maybe you call it survivor's guilt I don't know you know they're coming for us all pie and I've said this for a very long time and I know I'm preaching to the choir here but I vowed that as long as I didn't get that knock and trust me guys I am one of the lucky ones I truly am um, because they're coming for us all and we have to be here to support one another and that was the biggest reason why I got into this, because my friends are locked up and they don't have enough people who are advocating for them and to be a voice because so many people are afraid to do that and we can't be afraid. So if you need support, you need some sort of direction. I have been so blessed to have so many amazing people who have been put in my path and I know this is all God's work that I have resources to help such as Pi, Mel Holly, uh, Tim Rivers, Marie these champions out here who are doing the hard work and building you know a support system and that's what this has always been about for me I will work with anybody who wants to help that's all that matters to me and we just need more people to come on board. So if anybody needs help, needs resources, just get in touch. 
I have my, I, I'll, I'll give Pi my number. He can give it to anybody who needs help. I am always here. As long as God will, as long as I'm standing and I have breath left inside of me, I'm, I, I'm going to be here to help. And that's what it's always been about for me. And that's one big, you know, reason that the family has grown to be what it is, is because Americans, we stick together. We have that resolve. We have the fortitude to say enough is enough. And in times of tragedy, Americans tend to stick together. We lock arms and hold hands with our brothers and sisters and push forward through the face of adversity and to help out those that are in need or that are struggling. You can look at history and how we have handled all of these tough times in our lives and and what has gone on in this country. And it is the American patriot and those that are charitable to one another that have helped push us through some of the darkest days in our country's past. And so it's because of great patriots like yourself that we have been able to to move forward and go into um, brighter days and to get out of the darkness and push into the light. <clears throat> You've been fighting for the justice of others and trying to push truth out into the forefront to fight against the lies that are being shoved down the throats of Americans by the propaganda media from day one. And I commend you for everything that you have been doing. I've been seeing what you've been doing for a very long time. And, you know, we have built a, a beautiful friendship and the J6 community has turned into just a giant family. And so for any of those that are out there that are looking for something come find us again you can email me at info at singforfreedom.us or reach out to helena gibson on telegram and patriot mail project.com americans for justice which is a the number four justice.org and those are all great groups to get started into the community easy places to find and from there, it can only grow into be a beautiful, flourishing relationship that can help find legal defense and help set up gifts and goes. Or if you have a loved one that is locked up, for instance, they can get uh, commissary money put onto their books for them. Any way that we can possibly help and to bring awareness to what these men and women are suffering through so that we, as we the people, can bring true justice and peace back to our nation to help exonerate those that were peacefully and patriotically just speaking out for their country that are under the pressure of the federal government. Because as we all know, BLM, Antifa, and other organizations burnt down our country quite literally for seven months on end and nobody went to jail for that we had politicians on the street corners with megaphones screaming give them bail money and help them out and the judges whenever they actually went to court for what they were doing of throwing molotov cocktails at police stations and burning down cop cars and shooting police officers in the street the judges say oh they were just letting off steam but grandma goes to the capitol and sings the national anthem and all of a sudden she's on a no-fly list the, the department of homeland security labels her a domestic terrorist that's right so 
we need to make things right. And it's because of patriots like yourself that we've been helping to make this happen and bring out those that are struggling and to help lift them up out of the mud. So what is it that you have been doing uh, currently outside of the, um, the, the chat room and uh, to help with the patriot community? Well, there's some really fantastic, amazing things happening behind the scenes. I just want you guys to know. Uh, I have gotten connected with so many new people and I hate Twitter. <laughs> just want to put that out there. They banned me, but I decided to make a new uh, account. And I've been going, going on these Twitter spaces and I've been talking to patriots all over the country and it's always ends up to be the same conversations. We have to keep bringing awareness and we have to do more. And this evening I had this great guy reach out to me and he's like, Helena, I want to bring you in and we're going to have, we're going to figure out how we're going to bring all of these organizations together because there's so many amazing people that are doing great work. So I literally spend my time networking, talking to people, helping people raise money, helping people get their canteens filled. Um, somebody called me today and they're like, hey, you know, one of the Proud Boys who are facing, you know, these terrible charges in D.C., their trial's getting ready to start. They need dry cleaning for the month, so we got some money for them. So I'm constantly talking to people, networking with people, and that's really what it's all about. Uh, the more conversations I have, I realize that there's so many people that are in desperate need of help. And uh, I've been working with Pam Humpfield, MAGA Granny, and we're talking about bringing on a crisis hotline, which is going to be something that I think all of us are going to need. So that's in the works. So there's really, really good things happening. And I see like little things, little blessings. People are donating their time. They're buying the, the book that Tim Rivers and Marie did, American Gulag, The Letters. Uh, they yeah, raised American so Gulag much Barbie. money. I, I'm so proud of them. Uh, you know, so there's so many amazing things that are happening. And uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's really beautiful. The American Gulag Chronicles is a, a book of first-hand accounts of the letters from the uh, guys and girls that are locked up inside of federal prisons across the country to hear exactly what is going on, how they've been treated. And the most beautiful part about it all is that they put this book together from actual handwritten letters from the prisoners and 100% of the proceeds go towards legal defense funds for these men and women that are being persecuted. Yes. Um, yeah, Beautiful. American, American Gulag Chronicles, you can uh, check the link in the description box to find out how to purchase it. It is a great coffee table book to start conversations with your friends and families about what is going on. Uh, yes. Sorry, I had to throw in a quick plug because they are no amazing <laughs> people and have done great things. And the book is amazing. It, when I read yes. it, uh, they, you know, I have a copy. It, it absolutely moved me to tears to see what these men and women, men and women, suffer through. Um, their strength is inspirational and <laughs> admirable. Yes, they've put in such dedication and hard work. 
and uh, Patriot Mail Project is something else that I always want to be talking about because those letters that the guys get are so important to them. Every time they open something up, it's just a little hope. And that's what they need. They just need to know that they have not been forgotten. And I tune in every night to the prayer vigil at the DC Gulag that Mickey and Nicole and Randy, God bless them. They've been out there since August 1st and they're going to remain out there. And there's a lot of events going on uh, this week. Uh, We are having a prayer vigil at the jail uh, where Jeremy Brown is locked up here in Pinellas County. There's something happening in Conroe, Texas, something in Colorado. There's another uh, flyer that I just got sent this afternoon. They're having a prayer vigil in St. Augustine, Florida. And then, of course, Professor Clements is going to be in D.C. Uh, January 6th because of the Brunson case, which is another very important thing that we have going on and that everybody should be paying attention to. And I hope everybody wrote that letter uh, because that hearing is going to be held January 6th. They're having a prayer vigil at 8 o'clock in the morning at the Supreme Court. And then they're going to have a um, dedication for Ashley at the Capitol. And then they'll be at DC Gulag at 7 p.m. So I encourage everybody to tune in and we will post all of those links for everybody to join us. Let's all pray together. Oh, we've also got the, the, the Cardinal put out a prayer request too. Did you hear about that, Pi? Oh yeah, uh, Cardinal Vigano. Yes, he's yeah, asking he asked everybody. For, yep, three, to, uh, yep, fast three days of fasting. Pray. Yes, so uh, I'll definitely be participating in that. Uh, I'll, it starts for me at twelve o'clock. Hopefully, I won't be awake at that time. But um, so we're starting tomorrow. We're going to be fasting and praying, and that is something that we definitely need. We need everybody to be praying for all of our J Sixers. But we also need people to get up and we need to act. We need voices. We need people talking to their neighbors. Go to your church, talk to your pastors. It's so important to shed light on what's going on. The American people, they really don't know. They've only heard one side of the story, the narrative that came out of DC the Jan 6 Commission. We've got we've got to change this narrative and I'm hoping with the new Congress we'll be able to get some things done and I personally plan on going to DC and knocking on some doors at Cannon Hall because that's where their offices are. Um, I'm trying to get to DC at the end of January because I want to go there for you know the Proud Boys to be at the trial but Uh, We've got a lot of work to do, and we need soldiers. We need people to start caring and start having these conversations because there's so many people that are in need of help. Well, this is a very important week. Um, You know, tomorrow the House decides who the next Speaker of the House is going to be. Yes. And that will determine if, you know, they can, uh, the Speaker of the House, you know, decides who the sergeant of arms is going to be and the sergeant of arms is a voting member of the capitol police board That's they right. can push to have the 14,000 hours of video 
uh, released to the public <clears throat> to yes. show the true narrative of what actually happened. And they can push investigations to get down to the truth because the jam, uh, the San, uh, January 6th sham committee was a one-sided argument. They would not allow any of the Republicans um, that would actually speak out against uh, the actions of January 6th. They did not allow them on the commission. They only allowed rhinos and, uh, you know, the Congresswoman Liz Cheney, thank goodness that tomorrow is her last day in office. I mean, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, right? gosh. <laughs> the, they, you know, she was the one that was the Republican pushing out on that. And, uh, yep. you know, Benny Thompson and, of course, Nancy Pelosi. But they put a one-sided narrative out. And any time anybody brought forth any evidence or information that would counter their narrative, they scratched it from the record and they would not let it be heard. And right. that was an absolute travesty. The um, Republicans put out a uh, rebuttal or a pre-buttal, really, um, to the committee. And that kind of fell on deaf ears and didn't go anywhere. And so tomorrow is a huge day. And then on January 6th, like you're saying, <clears throat> we have the anniversary, two-year anniversary of the Capitol event, which, in my opinion, is just a peaceful protest to protect election integrity. Exactly. And then we also have the Supreme Court is taking the Lloyd Brunson versus Alma Adams at all case to conference, which is, in my opinion, huge. It is a long shot. However, it protects the Supreme Court from the uh, power grabbing that the Congress has put against it and That's also right. gives a chance for us to uh, remove from office the men and women in our Congress and the executive branch that violated their oath uh, to um, they had I, from what I understand there were 100 Congress people that brought forward evidence of election fraud from the 2020 election and they are bound by constitutional duty to investigate the fraud that was brought forth you know if you have one or two witnesses you can actually convict somebody of a crime but they had 100 witnesses to election fraud and they decided to not um allot the time for the 10-day investigation that was bound by their duty by the constitution and since they violated their oath of not investigating for that 10-day period before certification then that is uh grounds for them to be removed from office and not be allowed to hold office and well, also that's why this case, yeah that's why this case is so interesting because if they can actually get the supreme court to hear it i mean uh from what i was told it was filed under the emergencies act which is almost unheard of so this yep, is it was, something that's very important yep it was labeled as a matter of national security Right. That's what I heard. That's yeah. And I heard. one thing that gives me hope with this case is that the clerk of the Supreme Court, who pretty much is the, the gatekeeper for anything that comes up that way, was actually helping them get it pushed forward and was asking, how quickly can you get this documentation to us? How quickly can you push this forward? And they were saying, well, you need to have it this way, this way, this way, because it's very strict on the type of paper, the type of binding. There's just a lot of rules that they had to come through, but they were assisting in every possible way to help get yeah. this case 
and this gentleman, uh, four brothers, the Brunson brothers, um, put these cases forward, and Roy Brunson <clears throat> is going to be the spokesperson for it, but his, uh, his other brother is the one that wrote it up. They asked them, you know, how quickly can you get the documentation and get everything put together and assisted them in getting it to the case. And they defended themselves. There are no lawyers involved in this. It is just a family, an American patriot family that have defended themselves and represented themselves clear through all of the local courts, state courts, the D.C. courts of appeals and federal courts and all the D.C. district courts all the way up to the point where it has gone to the Supreme Court. And most people, the opposing defendants, I guess, in this case, their attorneys have laughed at it and said, oh, we're not even going to worry about this. And they um, said, you know, we're not even going to argue against it. It's not worth our time. But now it's sitting in front of the Supreme Court. And now all of a sudden the D.C., uh, U.S. attorneys are panicking because they realize that it has made it all the way to the Supreme Court and they decided to just overlook it, which was a huge mistake on their part, but a great benefit to all of us. Absolutely. So, uh, my letter is already in the mail uh, and I've, my family, my wife, and my kids have all written letters as well. So I encourage folks, get your letter out there and look up Roy Brunson versus Alma Adams et al. And you can go to, I'll drop the link to the seven discoveries.com in the website, which is the website that um, is ran by the Brunson brothers to get the information out there. They already have the letter pre-printed. All you got to do is sign it and then put a little PS and then your personal opinion at the bottom of what you think it should be, but it'll be in favor of the Brunson case to basically state it has nothing to do with uh the vote it has nothing to do with president trump it is strictly saying these congress people 388 total people involved along with uh brandon camel toe harris and uh you know mikey mikey pence all violated their oath and uh certainly did yeah they actually are in violation of 1512 c2 of obstructing an official proceeding because they denied the investigation that was uh mandatory by their constitutional duty to investigate fraud before certification and whenever a congressperson brought that up in the senate chamber during the certification Mike Pence uh, gabbled it down and said that constitutes debate and he wasn't going to allow it. So that right there shows that they already had their minds made up. They would not allow any conversation against their official narrative. And this case is bringing it to the forefront. So get your letters out there, folks. I'll drop a link in the description box to help uh, make it a little bit easier for you. But it's up to you to do something. you got to lick the stamp yourself got to write in your name yourself we can't do everything for you but it's up to you to save our nation well and i just want to say it literally takes five minutes please everyone take five minutes out of your day and it's not too late let's get those letters in there there should be 81 letters in the mail right now the last i heard they had uh almost sixty thousand so far well we need to get those numbers up. Amen. Let's get those letters out, people. We got, listen, it's up to us now. 
we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to fix this. We're going to have to save this country. We're going to have to be brave. We're going to have to be courageous. And we're going to have to be the ones that stand up. We can't be afraid because our children, my grandchildren are relying on all of us, your children, all of our children. This is the future of our country. And there are so many things that need to be fixed, but we got to tackle these things one by one. And this is really important this week. So I'm praying that everybody will get their pen and paper out and write because it's truly, truly important. In the great words of Mickey Whithoff, who is Ashley Babbitt's mother, the, the woman that was 14 year Air Force veteran that was shot at the Capitol, an unarmed woman shot without warning. But Mickey Whithoff, her mother, coined a phrase and it says, we the people need to be the people. So this is your time, folks. Be the people. Be the America worth fighting for. You thank our veterans for their service. So be the Americans that are worth fighting for. Get your letters out there and do something to save your country. Speak up, bring awareness, and let your neighbors know what is going on because it needs to be fixed. And it's up to us. We can't wait for some knight in shining armor. It's up to you. Be the change that you want to see. Exactly. What else do we have coming in the the future, Helena? What what have we got on the the sunrise past the Louis Brunson case? Well, um, I I will be going to D.C. um, And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm very fortunate because I've met a lot of patriots. So I will, uh, I do have a sit down with a couple different Congress people. I was going to go this week. But because of all the events, I wanted to make my time there as effective as possible. So uh, I decided to do it the last week of January. Um, But I'm hoping that I'm going to get an audience with a couple of Congress people. And we're going to start knocking on doors and we're going to have face-to-face conversations. About what actually happened on January 6th, as well as the treatment that the men and women in the federal prisons across the nation have been having to endure. And by treatment, I mean mistreatment, Uh, rusty water, uh, poisoning their food. Anytime that information comes out about the mistreatment in the prisons, the lack of calories in their daily meals that are causing Uh, malnutrition and scurvy and loss of hair, the lack of medical care, the denial of religious services, the denial of meetings with their attorneys, and the long list of atrocious and egregious conditions of which they have had to deal with. Not to mention the uh, double jeopardy and multiplicity in their charges and things that even folks that are not locked up but have to deal with the electronic confinement being uh, coerced and bullied into plea deals etc the list is long and disgusting and those are things that are going to be brought forth to uh the, the congress here um, within the next few weeks yeah and that i cannot thank you enough for everything that you've been doing um helena uh, what else would you like to share what else do you want to the American people to know um, about your fight in this Patriot movement to stand up for our J6ers? Well, me personally, um, 
I just know that no matter what, I can't stop until all of my brother and uh, Sixers are home with their families. I am determined to the point where sometimes I get super frustrated because I try to go out and have conversations. I mean, I don't I don't think that there's a conversation that I have with anybody that doesn't start with something that refers to Jan 6 because it's my sole cause and my sole purpose now because my friends need to be home with their families. There's so many people that are suffering and they need so much help. This is not cookie cutter by any means. There are so many extenuating circumstances with all of these families and the list is so long. I mean, I, I, if I had three hours, I wouldn't be able to explain to you all the things that they are in need of. But one big thing that we are definitely going to be doing is making sure that while they are locked up, that their commissaries are taken care of and their communications are taken care of because they, the food that they're getting, like you said, is poisonous. It's killing them. There's so many health issues that are going on and we've got to stay on top of this because they're relying on us to help. So that's uh, just a few more things that we're going to be working on. Uh, We do have an amazing group of ladies in the prisoner's discussion record who go above and beyond. There's like 30 ladies that work on the canteens every month. Justice for J... I'm sorry, I, there's so many I can't keep up anymore. Yeah, aforjustice.org has the Food for J6ers fund where they go and put, um, they actually go to the jail in D.C., Northern Neck, Rappahannock, and other federal prisons and personally and put it on their commissary. Um, it's cheaper to go there directly instead of trying to do it over the internet. So they take the time out to go to the jail directly and put money on the books of the prisoners that are locked up inside to make sure that they have enough money on there. Um, You can only have like $125 a month uh, for each prisoner, uh, but to make sure that they have commissary because whenever any information comes out that is negative towards the jail, uh, for example, when Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene came to visit, Uh, and to see the conditions in which they're being held in. Or if there's a a news article put out or a rally held outside that exposes the mistreatment that they're suffering, then they actually put like cleaning supplies in their food or their food will be moldy and literally poisoned. We're not saying that their food is poisoned because, oh, it's just prison food and it's bad and it sucks because obviously all prison food sucks. But they quite literally poison the food that they have two three days in a row multiple days that they will put windex or put some sort of cleaning supplies in their food and they cannot yes the stories are horrific horrific what they're doing so that's why it's super important for us to make sure that these guys get their canteens every month and you know their communications money because it's it's all that they have they have us we are what they have to help them. Um, so that is very, very important. And then with the new Congress being sworn in January 3rd, it's another campaign that uh, I'm going to need everybody's help with. But we're going to have to start bombarding these people.
people with emails and phone calls and showing up and knocking on their doors to force them to do something to have hearings to counter this narrative and do everything that we can to help these people out so that's another thing that I'm hoping to bring a bunch of people together to uh, do as soon as this Congress gets sworn in because we're going to have to start holding these people's feet to the fire and we're going to have to put pressure on them otherwise we're not going to be able to, to do anything there's so many things that need to be done and we all just need to pull together and we need to organize and we need to keep having these conversations it's just super important peacefully and patriotically nobody ever condones violence because we have been pushing from day one that we need to follow the constitutional process but it is extremely important that we hold our representatives to account and let them know what we the people want done god bless you helena for everything that you have been doing um i cannot commend you enough i mean you you have been a shaker and a mover in this movement and have been an extremely compassionate and amazingly patriotic soul towards our J6ers and their families and the defendants, the inmates, you name it. Um is there and I've already said this once before but I'll say it again, is there anything else that you would like to share before we go ahead and wrap this up? Pray for all of our J6ers. Just try to do something like Jeremy Brown says all the time, just don't do nothing. Even if you just do one thing, send a letter, make a phone call, talk to your neighbor, call your pastor. Just start having these conversations because that's how we bring more people on board. We just need more people to care. We just need more people to care. The more voices and hearts we get involved, the bigger of a ripple we can make in the swamp. And we voices together, we can shake the walls of Jericho. God bless you, man. Hey fam, you wanna help keep this podcast going and support this endeavor of being an obnoxious prick to those that wanna enslave us? Then check out mammothnation.com and use the 30% discount code of FreedomJ6. Mammothnation.com is a shopping market online that is a frontline competitor to Amazon. They do not help any of the companies that are pushing China into the forefront. They stay away from leftist causes. They vet all of the producers and um, merchants on their site for veteran-owned companies and companies that are friendly to our patriot movement so go to mammothnation.com and snub your nose at amazon use the discount code of freedom j6 and get 30 percent off you can also get a sweet deal with makehoneygreatagain.com promo code freedom that way they know who sent you get a one pound raw bottle that looks like donald trump which is hilarious and honey is just amazing so promo code freedom makehoneygreatagain.com And if you're looking for merch, go to P2P Printing. That's the letter P, the number two, the letter P, printing.com and forward slash Pionon. You can get all the Sing for Freedom gear that your heart desires. And it is going to help make patriotism sexy again. P2Pprinting.com slash Pionon.
remember the days when we could fly our flag freely, not worrying about somebody stealing it out of our yard, burning it in our front yard, throwing whip bricks through our windows, just because we have a flag. Do you remember when we were able to take our kids to a ball game and not have to warn them about the people around them? Didn't have to try to skirt around all these medical mandates, people putting masks on their kids, making it so their kids can't breathe, can't speak, making it so that we are powerless. Do you remember? Do you remember the time when we could speak openly about not liking our president? disagreeing with the government saying down with the establishment without worry of the feds or the FBI knocking down your door at 5 a.m. holding your children at gunpoint do you remember do you remember the time when veterans were revered as heroes when the men and women that sacrificed everything were cherished respected do you remember when we used to say the Pledge of Allegiance without worrying of offending others do you remember when we used to have to memorize the preamble of the Declaration of Independence in school do you do you remember when we used to start the day with prayer do you remember standing in the hallway and singing the national anthem? Do you remember how wonderful you felt to be American when Lee Greenwood belted out to stand up? Do you remember the tears on veterans' faces as they got to see their families for the first time in however many months since they had left? Do you? Things have changed in our country. The skies have not always been clear. Our history is just as cloudy. But that flag has always flown free. The old red, white, and blue Things were a lot slower back then. Do you remember when we had time to sit back and remember, to cherish the memories of those that have gone in the past? Do you remember when we looked forward to the future? Do you remember The smiles on faces is Saturday morning and the kids are shoving sugar-based cereals down their face watching cartoons on the only three channels that we got. Do you remember being able to have as many family members as you want over for the holidays? Do you remember being able to visit your loved ones and your elderly in the nursing homes and hospitals?
without having to jump through a bunch of hoops and be told how you can visit, how long you can visit, if you're allowed to visit. Do you remember being able to hug your loved ones without having a giant piece of plexiglass shoved in between you? Or the division thrown in between you at the table? Do you remember when the media was credible? Do you remember when we could trust those that we were asked to entrust? Do you remember when a day's work brought a fair day's wages and you were able to afford to provide for your family? Do you remember the time that you didn't have to work non-stop all week just to afford food for your table and gas for your vehicle? Do you? Do you remember being proud of your nation? Being friendly with your neighbors? Sharing in good times with a perfect stranger? Not worrying about what political affiliation they were. Because as much as we remember, times have changed, things have gotten dark. And we just kept letting, letting it go. We just forgot. And things have gotten darker and darker since. I look forward to a time when this darkness starts to brighten up and the flag can fly free without worry, without retribution. I look forward to a time when America can stand proud because I would stand up next to her. I would stand up next to you. I look forward to better times, to being able to remember the good times and the strength and resolve that we gathered together as one to get through the tough times. I look forward to a better future for my children, my family, my children's children. I look forward to being able to afford the smiles that can be put on their faces when they're not hungry or when we can't go see family because the gas is too much. I look forward to the smiles on their faces when they can hug grandma without a mask, without plexiglass, without restrictions. I look forward to a time when love is no longer restricted in this nation. That when unity, camaraderie, friendship, loyalty, dedication, wholesome American values are not seen as criminal acts. I look forward to a time when I can recite the preamble of the Declaration of Independence to my children and they know exactly what it means. They know exactly what it takes to preserve it, protect it, and they hold and cherish it 
I look forward to a time when patriotism is not seen as extreme. I look forward to a time where I can complain about my president and not worry about the fuzz. Heck, even if I like him, I'm still going to complain about him. That's what America's all about. Being able to redress your grievances against your government without fear of retribution. But many have forgotten that. And many are sitting in prison right now. This is why we sing this beautiful star-spangled banner every night to stand in solidarity, to not forget what it means to be proud to be an American and understand the sacrifices that are symbolized by the red stripes on that flag of which it has taken to preserve her this long. And I want to be able to remember the purity symbolized by the white on our flag. The purity of American values. The purity of righteous indignation. And the purity of our livelihood and the rights given to us by our creator. I look forward to a time when the blue on our flag symbolizing unity can actually be true once again. I encourage everybody to check out the websites in the description box. Find my website, seeing the number for freedom.us, as well as several websites that are dedicated to helping the January 6th defendants, their families, the inmates in D.C. and federal prisons all over the country. But also, because you can participate in the Sing for Freedom campaign by using the voice message option and send us an audio message directly. Whether you want to sing the national anthem to stand in solidarity with the J6ers, or if you want to send a message of love, hope, encouragement, strength, whatever your heart desire and uh, please send that in because the families will hear it the inmates will hear of it and it gives them hope it gives them encouragement and it lets them know that they are not alone so show your patriotic side show a little love send a little harmony maybe with a little melody But whatever it is, we all bleed red, white, and blue. So we look forward to it. But check out their sites. If you go to sing4freedom.us, you can find all of their Give, Send, Go fundraisers for their legal funds and to help their families survive this tragic injustice. I began this episode talking about truth. When you listen to the stories of these men and women about January 6th, they are real people, real Americans, real families whose lives 
have been changed forever. And they are speaking their truth. But I'm not asking any of you to believe anything that you hear, anything that I say, because we are not the arbiters of truth. It is up to you to look into it, find out for yourself. My word of advice, don't go to the mainstream media. Go to the source. Watch the videos. Look for yourself. Decide for yourself. Think for yourself. Because we have to break away the chains that are holding us back from truth. We have to break the chains that are holding us back from true freedom. Freedom of thought. Freedom of belief. Freedom of speech. It has been proven time and time again that we are being censored. How many times have you been thrown into fake book jail? How many times has your account been suspended because you said something that went against the narrative, no matter how correct and true it might have been? How many people do you know that have had their lives completely upended because they wouldn't play the game because they didn't believe the narrative that they were being fed that they dared to speak their mind peacefully so look into it look into January 6th we have been begging our congress people to look into January 6th as well But unfortunately, they only want to push one side. They want to push a narrative. They want to play it safe because they're worried about elections. The new Congress that has taken office, they sound like they really want to look into it. And we are very hopeful and prayerful that they do. Because people's lives have been destroyed People have buckled under the pressure of the federal government with this tyranny and taken their own lives. And also, four patriots lost their lives that day on January 6th. Ashley Babbitt was shot unarmed, without warning. Roseanne Boyland was beaten to death with a nightstick. The officer that beat her actually broke the nightstick over her head while she lay there unconscious in the tunnel in the Western Terrace. Kevin Greeson suffered cardiac arrest and was not given the proper aid to be able to save his life. And the same goes for Benjamin Phillips. He had a heart attack and died. We hold, myself personally, my opinion is I hold the Capitol Police, Capitol Security, Metro Police, the authorities that were there responsible. The chaos that ensued, the crowd suppression munitions 
flashbangs, hornet's nests, concussion grenades that were used on the crowd that was mainly peaceful and protesting, yes, but praying and singing peacefully, no violence. The chaos that ensued because of the instigation of those in the crowd and the munitions used against them by the Capitol Police and Metro Police, etc., caused their heart attacks. The crowd frantically trying to help keep them alive, but to no avail. And it doesn't stop there. Many men and women have had to suffer because of January 6th, and I'm not speaking of just the defendants, but their wives, their husbands, their mothers, their fathers, their brothers, their sisters, their children. For every person arrested, there's a handful of victims that go along with it, and their lives have been turned upside down because somebody dared to question the narrative that is being put out by Brandon and his cronies. So look into it. Find the answers yourself. Don't take what we say as 100%. Because we're human. But I know. I was there. I saw it. I know what happened. And I have scoured countless, countless hours of video. Spoken to these families. Myself. When I watched the sham January 6th committee and was able to pick apart every one of their lies. I have been suffering myself as a victim of the federal government because of my presence at the Capitol. I didn't go in the building. I didn't attack anybody. I didn't destroy anything. I preached no violence the whole time that I was there, and I helped take away weapons from people turning over weapons to Capitol Police, turning over box cutters to the Secret Service to make sure nobody got hurt. There to be part of the solution. But the news, the media, and unfortunately, a large swath of society, as well as the federal government, have deemed me the worst of the worst. They think I'm a terrorist. So we need to fight for truth. This is a war a war of information, a war of ideologies, a war for the hearts and minds of American citizens to realize that the ones that are in control don't have control. They're losing it. They've lost it. They've lost their damn minds to think that they can do what they're doing to our country and that we will just sit by and let it happen quietly with a whimper. But it's up to you to look into the truth, find it for yourself, and then speak up. Holding the truth and staying silent is just as bad as spreading the lie. But I know you won't do that. Because we, as American citizens, have the fighting spirit. We have that resolve that says, you ain't going to tell me, sucker. I know. And we know, we know that this country was doing great. And then when they stepped in 
it went downhill real fast. We went from being energy independent to begging countries for energy. We went from being able to feed our families to wondering how we're going to pay the bills and get food on the table. Life doesn't come without struggle. But struggle becomes even worse if we just lay down and accept it. So look into it. Find your truth. Stand up proudly and profess love of this beautiful nation. And we all will be standing together knowing as one that we have done the right thing. That we are on the right side of history. Together. Unified. Because we're Americans. And it's going to stay that way.